0: My guest on the show today is Wolfgang Kirsch, co-CEO of Shelly Group, it's a publicly traded company. The symbol is S-L-Y-G on the Frankfurt Exchange. Shelly Group is an asset light European smart home device designer, manufacturer, and distributor that has developed a smart home platform under the Shelly brand. The company specializes in the design, production, and distribution of smart, innovative, open architecture, high-quality IoT home products, smart home. Its main business is a growing line of products under this brand, Shelly. I was introduced to the Shelly Group by a good friend and colleague, Adi Soglowek. Thank you, Adi and had the pleasure of seeing co-CEO Wolfgang Kirsch present the company at Ian Castle's Microcap Club Leadership Summit in Chicago. At the time, I thought to myself, interesting presentation, but didn't quite understand how the Shelly Group's smart home product was unique and different compared to the swath of smart home products that we have here in the States. This is the reason I love this show. Because Wolfgang cleared up my confusion real quick, and we dove deep into how and why the Shelly Group chose this pathway for the products themselves and ultimately marketing to the DIY, the do-it-yourself community. We also discuss their marketing strategy to break into the US market and how the company hopes to achieve its goal of $200 million in revenues by 2026. With that, please enjoy my conversation with Wolfgang Kirsch, co-CEO of Shelly Group. Wolfgang, Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for
1: having me, Robert.
0: Absolutely. It's great to have you. So th- the reason I invited you on is uh, I-, I saw your excellent presentation at the Microcap Leadership uh, Summit a few weeks ago in Chicago. Uh, thank you, Ian, for having us again. And uh, it was actually not just your presentation, but uh, I believe you were brought there by a good friend of the show who, uh, you know, I actually had to uh, meet with when I got to visit him in Israel, uh, Adi Sogloek. So, uh, you know, I thought it was time to have you on here and uh, do a full, uh, you know. Uh, uh, run through of the company and everything for folks that may not have heard Shelly Group before. So with that, you know, my first question that I ask everybody on here is if you were to describe Shelly Group in one line, how would you do? it?
1: Uh, we are making smart home products. That's, um, the, that's the easy description. Uh, the bit longer one is we are making very good smart home products that are so flexible that no one else can match it. Uh, and from the investor side, which can as well be be the question, uh, we are a bit strange because whenever I talk about the key financials to investors, the first thing they say something's wrong. I mean what, what, what where's, the, where's the mistake? Uh, so in 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 one sentence, uh, we are we are in with what we are doing, we are kind of a startup. Uh, on the other hand, the company exists twenty years. Uh, we never lost money. So we are not a typical company collecting uh, investors' money and then having nice parties and spend a lot for marketing and do some great things. And one day we will make profit. We have never been been making losses in, in the whole time. And uh, if we look to the current financials, we have an equity ratio of 90%. So around about 90%. We are growing 50%. Roundabout about every year as well this year. Uh, after nine months, we, we grew 49% versus last year. Um, we have an EBIT margin that is around 25%. Um, and we have 20 million euros cash on our bank account. So we don't need to raise funds. We, we are really a profitable company and we have a bright future. <clears throat> We are just at the beginning of our development and then, then usually people say that something is wrong because this is a story that is interesting.
0: Very cool. All right. So, you know, great overview right there. Now let's dig into all the, the nitty gritty a little bit. So um, looking back at the history of the company, as you said, the company has been around for 20 years, but if correct me if I'm wrong, the first product was launched in 2018. So can you give us a little bit of background on when the company was originally founded and what the original thesis was for its founding? Yeah.
1: So the company is is uh, twenty years old. Um, has been founded in, uh, in Sofia, in Bulgaria, by two Bulgarian guys, uh, and the business at that time was uh, services, software services for telecommunication companies. So the for the first telephones, so, so mobile telephones, smartphones, uh, ringtones, and uh, small video clips, and some nice gadgets, and as well. some very very early day uh, payment uh, apps for for banking so this is what the company did and then after a while uh, in 2014 roundabout the two founders said okay we are in eastern europe we are a bit in asia Uh, we are relatively small Uh, so if we want to play this big game we have to buy other companies or we have to sell into something different, and then the, they had the opportunity to sell the company or the, this business in two pieces: one to a to a Norwegian company and one to an Asian company. Um, <clears throat> and in this time, so 2014, 15 until today, uh, the company sold uh, kids watches, so trackers for kids. So that's that so if you want the Apple Watch for small kids, um, with a good success as well here in the, in the Eastern European countries. Uh, So called MyKey, the brand, and uh, it's a synonym in in some of the Balkan countries for having a smartwatch. So people say, I have a MyKey. And this business was always positive, carried the company. uh, And then as software engineers do, they they said, OK, what are we doing now? What is next? And they started to make their own homes smart. So how do you do that? You buy some stuff from the market. If you're a software engineer, you delete the firmware. Uh, you write a new firmware on the device. And they said, oh, that's not, not bad, but uh, the hardware is not good. So they hired a hardware engineer. And then the first Shelly was born, Shelly One, um, in 2018. Um, and this product came to the market, was um, just, again, one single product. And it is so flexible that that the smart home enthusiasts, the geeks, started immediately to love it. Uh, in Germany, very fast success. So the German community... Um, said, well, it's incredible what you can do with this product. It is it's really cheap. It's very solid. It's super flexible. And then there was a community formed by itself. So it's not something that the company did. It's something that happened in Germany that some some of the, the Shelly fans um, have built. They started building a community and writing to each other. What can you do with a Shelly? And you can use it for this and for this and for this. And uh, so that, that that's a community that today has more than a 100,000 people. Uh, so Shelly has more or less nothing to do with that. Um, and uh, at the same time, there were people coming as well from from the German-speaking area, asking if they can buy some products in bigger quantities, because we sold it only via our own web shop. Um, and then they said, okay, if I buy a couple of thousand pieces, can you make me a good price? And then they started selling it on some marketplaces. And like this, the whole thing developed. And that went across the borders, and uh, so we we never had huge marketing spends to to make the name known. Um, and it was just because I said a couple of times already, products are so flexible. Um, you you can even change the the software on it. I mean, if you if you know a bit about Java JavaScripting, uh, we have a library that uh, because the 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 memory on the chip is a bit too small for all the features that that we can add. So. You can delete something. You can in- copy in something else. So the device can do more than it than it did before, or something different than before. And that's what the people like.
0: That's that's interesting. You know, I think that was one differentiating factor that I didn't fully understand during the presentation. Is it's almost you know when you talk to some of the programming community, you know, amongst them, the when it comes to a PC versus like an app, right? Because PC, it's you can do so much in terms of coding just everything in terms of software engineering like it's ideal because of the flexibility versus an apple which is great the product's great you know i i'm talking to you on an apple computer myself i have an iphone all that stuff but it's not the most flexible in terms of software engineering because there's so much encryption right so it almost sounds like your smart home devices the way that it's been placed in the community it's like this the pc for smart home technology in a sense is that
1: kind of how i should be thinking about it Exactly like that. And this has both has, has advantages, you know, the Apple world has a lot of advantages because it's a closed shop. Uh, you cannot change a lot, you cannot make your own configurations or whatever, but everything works very good with each other. If you are uh, a geek, uh, and here in the company, you can imagine the software engineers, no one has an Apple, uh, even no one is using Microsoft, they are all on uh, Linux. Because they say, that's much better. I I, I couldn't even boot a computer with Linux. I have no idea how to do that. Um, So this is one of the flexible things that our our product can do. And uh, I mentioned as well in Chicago that um, we are not forcing people into our environment, so into our application. Uh, Our products work with 100, I think in the meantime, it's 130 or 140 different applications. Uh, Some of them are not even known. I mean, of course, they are compatible with Alexa and with Google and with Samsung SmartThings, and we have worked with Apple. Um, They work with Home Assistant, which is a very widespread smart home platform used by a lot of specialists. Um, And it works with 130 or so other uh, applications, some some of them in the professional business. Like uh, We have a partner in South America using some of our devices for energy management in McDonald's restaurants. Um, with his own uh, software, but with our devices. So we are super flexible. And this is something that that people love.
0: No, and I think that's a big distinction because, you know, when I first heard it, heard the presentation, I'm like, okay, another smart home products. Like, okay. Like, especially when I think about in the US, like it's a crowded space. I mean, from Alexa, uh, the Ring, Viv Like I use Vivint at my home. Like my home is completely connected with that. You know, so... I guess that was my misinterpretation as well when I thought about how Shelly is kind of differentiated from, you know, because right now your primary sales are in Europe, right? So it's not even like you're in the US where you have to deal with that, you know, whole marketing issue yet, right? You know, but assuming that is the plan at some point, like you might have to deal with that. So how do you think about in terms of how you're differentiated, because i also know that you probably don't want to just market it like for the geeks right like cuz that that kind of closes you into that into that niche
1: you know you and- also
0: want to have like an apple model that is like okay it's clean easy efficient so love to hear your thoughts on how you think about all that
1: yeah so the, the geeks made us strong and big um, and with the geeks do yourself of course so if you if you look to our customers we have today around about 80 75% do yourself customers 20, 25 percent uh, professional use or professional installers that are installing this because uh, some of the products are if you want to have I want to say our signature products they are connected to 110 or 230 volts so normally and we say everyone if you are not an electrician be careful don't touch it but most of the people are doing that That's, but it's normal as well in the US you can buy all the electrical stuff in in a home depot store and a lot of people are installing it themselves not everyone is calling an electrician Um, but we have more and more plug and play products and uh, in the last couple of months uh, one of our most sold products or the most highest ranked product on amazon in, in europe was our smart plug um, so that's something that is not for geeks anymore that's something that everyone can use and that's one of the entry points into, into the smart Shelly smart home environment. Uh, because if you see the quantities that we sell, and if this is the first Shelly that someone has, and then he says, oh, that's great. I had something else. And how can I make my lights uh, um, smart and, and um, do more stuff? Um, so that's really, that's really helping. We are as well very close with on the technical side with Amazon and Google and with Samsung. But especially with Amazon Alexa, uh, they love our products, the Alexa team, um, because of uh, you know they, they see how many of their customers, of Alexa users, have shellies in their home. They see how many these Shellys are used because it's fine if you have something that you use once once a day or once every week. Uh, they see how how many hundreds of thousands of um, of commands are going via Alexa over the Shelly, then doing something. Um, and they see how solid they are. That's what, I mean, they see how often they they fail and that's very, very small failure rate and that all this at a very good price point. So they love us and we are working on on deeper integrations. So one of our ideas is to, uh, to today energy management is a driver for our business as well because most of the Shelleys today are measuring your electricity consumption in real time. This is not it's, it's possible, uh, but it's not visible over Alexa or over Google. So mm-hmm. we are working with them on on simple things like, uh, Alexa, how was my energy bill yesterday? And then Alexa says $7.50. Oh, why was it that much? Because your refrigerator is broken or whatever. Because the system as well measures if one of the products has a, an, a not normal uh, consumption of energy. Uh, so that's that's kind of the things we are working with those guys. And that that's for us as well a driver of business. Um, Amazon is a very important channel, of course, for 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 a smart home do it yourself, uh, and uh, yeah. So we are in, in Europe. We are very very strong with them, mm-hmm. uh, but not cool with them. So so let's talk about the business
0: model a little bit because you know I, I'm I'm thinking in my head. Okay, like obviously there's the hardware sale, right? Like okay, buy the hardware, done, easy. But then I think because you know from words you said yourself, like because of the flexibility of the Shelly, and it being able to integrate with all these different applications like how do you build your 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 follow up because assuming there's a subscription model
1: right to keep yeah, it going. Um, like, well, it, like
0: or maybe not explain it to me a little bit
1: that's that's, that's one of the interesting points um, yeah. there are a lot of smart home companies out there losing money with the hardware that's why they are making losses uh, and that's why they every now and then have to collect new investors' money and motivate the investors. And the story is that, you know, we are, yes, we are losing money with our hardware, uh, but one day we will have a, a subscription model and the customers will love to pay for our app and then we will make huge profits. Uh, we are, we started our subscription model, but without having a subscription model, just selling the hardware at very good prices. So we are, we are not on the on the very lowest level of of cheap Chinese uh, products, but we are um, half the price of normal smart home products of from the competition, from European competition or American competition. We are twice as expensive as the cheap Chinese one. So if a uh, if our standard relay is 15 euros or 15 dollars, uh, the, the the Chinese one is seven or eight. And the competition uh, is like 30, 40, sometimes 50 euros. So much more expensive. And still, we are making 25% EBIT margin without having this recurring revenue thing. So now we have our app. We have more than 1 million users of our app. Um, and again, we are not forcing customers in the app. Uh, the basic version of the app is free, and it's good. Um, and then we, we launched a couple of months ago uh, with a very soft launch. We launched a premium version of the app um, that is just starting. We have a couple of thousand users in there. We did not make big ad- advertising. We make a really, very soft launch. The first three months are for free anyhow. So there is no income this year and will be very low income next year. Um, but uh, we asked for uh, €3.99 per month. And then you have additional services in there. And additional service means, as I just said, uh, it gives you a, a signal when one of your devices is not working in the normal way. The refrigerator normally is on or off, but not the whole day on and not the whole day off, uh, consuming energy. And this, if there is something wrong, the device tells you something is wrong. If you forgot to switch off your light, the device tells you three o'clock at night, normally your light is not on, shall we switch it off? Shall I ask you next time, or automatically switch it off? And there are a couple of like pro- a professional weather service that is connected that uh, allows you to see if there's a storm coming without having a wind. Uh, what do you call it? Wind meter, um, so that you uh, open the blinds or or so protect your your things. And so there are a lot of these features in there, and we we think that we can get some quite significant uh, recurring revenues. But what I always say and that's that's really important if we are successful with the with the paid version of the app uh this is the icing on the cake if not we plan to be on 25 percent EBIT margin or 25 plus um and uh we are a profitable company and uh, we see that that we sell more and more expensive products not the same product more expensive so we didn't increase the prices for example but we with the whole energy um uh development energy price development especially in europe we sell a lot of energy meters high-end energy meters we sell energy meters to professional users to companies we published a couple of weeks ago that we signed a frame contract with vodafone Uh, they are using one of our devices to measure the electricity consumption in their base stations in Africa. Yeah, so that's a big volume for us but even more important is that you know now they tested the product like crazy you can be, you can imagine that they don't want to have any problem in their in their base stations. so that that shows that the product is really solid and this is a product for a bit above a hundred dollars uh, so that's um, that's much more than a, a cheap relay for 15 and the, as well this drives uh, the increase of revenue.
0: So for your non B2B customers, you know just your B2C customers, what's the average number of devices that are usually in each one of their homes?
1: That's that's interesting. So we have uh of course we have uh, we know this per customer. Um the 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 average 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 is a customer adds in the first year of using Shelly two devices, not more. And then the average adds two devices per year. Um <clears throat> which which is as well Interesting and not recurring revenue, but it's repeating revenue. Um, and this that's as well different to a couple of our competitors because there are competitors that are very limited in their product range. They just have thermostats, for example. Uh, so you once equip your apartment with thermostats, you're done. So we have we have new products every couple of months. This year we launched thirty new products. Uh, we have motion controllers. We have. Um, Different styles of of relays for different use types, like LCD to change the colors, dimmers. Uh, we have uh, one or two channel relays. We have relays for the for opening and closing the blinds because you need different functionality there. Uh, we have a huge range now of plug and play devices. Uh, we have even add-ons that you can use to measure temperature. You can steer your heat pump. You can steer your water heater. Uh, you can combine it you can you can use it for steering your irrigation system, your swimming pool. So that's kind of a if you want a small small version of a drug. So you start with the first one, and then you add two and two and two and two. The heavy users have like two or three hundred. So our top one thousand customers I think have like a couple of hundred.
0: Absolutely. So, just to give everyone the full picture of the of the ecosystem, right? So that it, it's extremely clear. So you have your your Shelly device that is that uh, you can have your baseline one that controls the locks, the this that the other thing, and you there's other devices that Shelly Group sells that can do other functionalities within the home, and you use the app to make sure that all those devices are either talking to each other and or you just go through the app to adjust whatever it is for exactly. that individual device just yes yes Thank okay you. yes perfect that's it. all right so then speaking to the you know the company i mean again I, during that presentation you know i, I think for the first half of 2023 i have the the uh the slide right here the company did about 28 million that's in euros right euros so it did 28 million in euros you're guiding for the full year of 2023 72 million and like we said, the first product of the Shelly Suite, the smart home tech, was sold in 2018. So, tell us a little bit about the the demand and and the growth from zero in 2018 to now guiding to 72 million by the end of 2023. That's mm-hmm. that's a short five years. Like, tell us, you know, what was really driving the demand um, just for the smart home technology? Like, we I get it; the geeks fell in love, and then uh, you know it exploded a little bit from there. But what? there must be more to that story
1: yeah it's uh it's of course the number of products because in 2018 it was just a Shelly one one relay on and off so super flexible that you can use it for for a, a huge number of of use cases and then we had uh like the two channel the relay then we have products that work without neutral that is that are needed in some regions because there is no neutral so just just the power line. Um then we started with plug and play at the beginning. Plug and play was not that successful. Now it's really taking off. We had we added the professional line that is uh, that's that product that you put in your central distribution box where you have the breakers. Um, so a huge range of products and then starting from from uh, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Spain, Italy, Portugal are quite strong now. Now we start in, in France with a very good success at the beginning. So small level, but qu- very high growth rates. In Nordics, uh, we we are doubling our revenue on a on a small level still, but doubling. Uh, we just started in the UK. Uh, we are on a very small level. We we onboarded last year as a vendor. Uh, until then, we we had some partners to having a, a seller account on Amazon. So now we are a vendor on Amazon. Uh, we are one of the fast fastest growing brands they ever had on Amazon. Um, we had in in Europe. We had uh, on the last Prime Day. We were One of our products was the most sold item on Amazon in Europe in the whole do-it-yourself category. So that shows that the demand is is great. And all this helps, of course. If you go to Amazon and you look for reviews about Shelly, it, there are huge number of reviews, and all of them are really good. And this is a driver. And then over time, you have more and more channels that are coming. Uh, so if... Uh, if, if it was a lot of Amazon business and online business, uh, now in, in Germany, Austria, um, in France, in Spain, we are close to sign with the big do-it-yourself channels, ch- chains, sorry, like Hornbach in Germany, Bauhaus, or, or, or Leroy Merlin in Spain and in France. Uh, in, in France, we are now on Manu Manu, which is a very big online uh, do-it-yourself uh, retailer. So it's it's more and more demand is coming from the market to us and now what's happening in a lot of countries is that uh, the wholesalers address us so not we go there they come to us and say can we can we sell sheris uh that's the guys that sell to the installers because they know that a lot of the installers buy our products on amazon so this and that's just the guys that know their way around with smart home and not a typical old fashioned uh, electrician yeah, so that's and that's step by step things are coming we get more more uh, exposed to uh, to the market, of course, as well because of our stock market activities in in, in Germany in Western Europe. Uh, we signed a partnership with the with the Chinese uh, balcony power photovoltaic uh, system. So that's very popular in 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 Western Europe. And um, again, the energy prices are high. So you put uh, if you don't want to put a huge photovoltaic system on your roof of your house or you just have an apartment, you can have one or two panels that you put there on the balcony. Uh, they have storage, battery storage for that, and they use our devices to monitor the energy flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so we signed an agreement with them because now it's an external product. We want to integrate in their their solution. This is something we communicated at IFA, and since then I think we have demand from 10 or 15 other companies saying, hey, why are you doing this with, with Ginger? Do this with us or do as well with us. We are much bigger than they. We sell much more. We have a demand from Huawei now. So there's there are a lot of things in, in, in this direction coming because people see our products. And and a, f- a funny thing is, this Vodafone deal I was talking about, Um you know, you know how this happened. There was a, there, the, the Vodafone engineers were sitting together and saying, we have a problem. And one of the guys is a Shelly fan. And he said, oh, let's ask Shelly. I mean, they have a product that is close to what we need. Uh, they asked us and they said, like, can you change the product a little bit because we don't want to have it just with Wi-Fi. We want to have it with, with Wi-Fi and with LAN. Yeah. And we said, okay, we can do that. It took us six months. We have a new product. And uh, and they are super happy with, with this device, which is today one of our number one uh, revenue bringers, not in quantities, but revenue-wise because it's quite expensive. So this is how a lot of things happen. By the way, we announced uh, at the beginning of, of October that we sold our 10 millionth Shelly device. So it's going really like like this.
0: Wow. I mean, you know, it also speaks, it's just so interesting how that you guys went the DIY route because it almost, I mean, was there kind of a, a COVID bump a little bit for you guys and tailwind? Because like, I feel like, just speaking from personal anecdotal experience, you know, once you're at home by yourself, you know, not by yourself, I have my family, but like once you're at home, like there becomes a lot of projects that you have to do by yourself and you got to figure it out and everything like that. And you guys kind of positioned yourself as like, this is your DIY smart home device, yeah. you know, for you to figure it all out yourself. I mean, it was there kind of a COVID boost from folks being like, all right, I got to figure this out myself because an electrician's not coming over.
1: Actually, I cannot say that because mm-hmm. we were going, uh, Continuously over fifty percent, yeah, seventy percent KAR in the last years, and now it's slowing down a little bit, just because the, the the basis is bigger. So we we could say yes, we have a we had a very good year during years during uh, time during COVID, but there is as well a negative effect because a lot of other channels were closed or or we couldn't continue developing them. So there's definitely a positive effect from COVID. There might be as well a negative effect, and in in total, it's a wash. Um, but I was, I was uh, just curious.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of our competitors that were only in the professional channels, in the physical stores, in the installers, and the installers didn't make the installations because they they, they were closed. They suffered a lot. Right. And if their products are not available, and people come to our products because they are available and they, you can get them, um, and we had enough, we had enough stock. That was as well good. We had no problem with supply chains. Uh, because we early enough decided to have uh, relatively high stocks in in Europe, so we, we we had no problem. If China was closed for four weeks, the factories were closed. Because okay, then we have enough stock, and then stock is coming again. Uh, so all this was was managed in a good way. Absolutely.
0: By the way, you know, uh, my so my father's name is Shelly and your company just became his favorite company of all time. You know, uh, you know, especially when I tell him like, oh, you know, you have a big fan group out there. There's the Shelly groups on two million uh, social reach like, it, you know, he's going nuts. He can't wait. He can't believe it. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> all, all, joke, all jokes aside, you know, let, let's talk also a little bit about your uh, your customer base by geography. You know, you mentioned a number of countries that have Shellys that are actively using it. I think primarily the main two, from my understanding, are where most of the revenues come from, is Germany and Bulgaria as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well,
1: Bulgaria, no? is, Bulgaria is very small. Very the small. Biggest, okay, so it's Germany. Biggest region is Germany, Austria, Switzerland. So the okay. German speaking area. That's that's the Dach region. That we and we are reporting in these regions, and that is is is, is uh, accounting for forty five percent roughly of revenue. Got it. Um, so then we have Southern Europe, Italy, Spain, Portugal, uh, and France. But France with with still relatively small revenue, but this year like times five to versus last year, so it's really coming. Uh, Southern Europe quite strong, Northern Europe quite strong. So all the Scandinavian countries. In the UK, we are at the very beginning. We just hired a sales person there. Uh, but we see the first effects coming, as as in France. Uh, we are as well in, in North America and in South America. We have a, we have a, a subsidiary in Florida and one in, uh, in Vegas. Uh, uh, seriously, I'm not happy with the development. And I think one of the mistakes we made there was going too much directly to the professional market. Because that's a bigger market. Of course, it's bigger than, than the installers. They are installing much more. But what we see in Europe is that this do-it-yourself first uh, was perfect for us because now the demand is coming from the professionals. But going to a professional, you know, the first question they ask you is like, uh, how much margin do I have? And then they are used to huge margins from from other manufacturers. We said no, we can't give you that much margin because our products are cheap. Yeah, the products are too cheap anyhow. You have to make them more expensive. No, yeah, I mean we are a do-it-yourself company, and we have a professional line that is more expensive by definition. Uh, you can take that if you want, but you know that's that takes really long. In, even in Europe, where we, even in Germany, where we are very well known now, uh, these channels, the electricians, the wholesalers serving them they have decision cycles or times like ages. So we just, last week, we had a call with one of the guys that said, oh, we want to work with you. And what do you think? And we made a presentation. And and then at the end of the call, they said, yeah, now we have to think about and we will have some internal discussions. Uh, Let's plan the follow-up meeting. Okay. You know when we have to follow up meeting? in Two months? In February. In February. Come on. I mean, this is. I mean, you you discuss something like this with Amazon. It's going like this, um, and uh, yeah, that's so do it yourself first is is right. We are now changing that in the US. We are going more into it yourself. We are on Amazon. We have our own web shop. Uh, we are listed in the web shop of Home Depot, but it's just at the very beginning. But this is kind of the the direction we will take now, and I think this will be w- maybe not as in Europe, but will be a good success. And uh, there's no reason why it should not work.
0: Absolutely. So, so, so let's speak a little bit more to the push in North America as well, because most of my audience is North American and just wanting to better understand, you know, the, the marketing push. So what else are you doing aside from word of mouth, you know, utilizing the social communities in order to push the Shelley group of products to the DIY community in North America?
1: So what we are, we are working a lot with, uh, with, uh, influencers. So, tech influencers that are using our products we have two or three in the united states but we need more and we will invest more and of course we besides the, the um the unpaid uh, uh, reach that we have on facebook and and on other platforms uh, we start now to invest some marketing money in um in google and in facebook and in other channels and that that works quite well so first we bring them to our website and then they buy the product or they buy it on amazon that's we don't care where they where they actually buy um, we are at uh, at trade shows at ces so we will have a nice booth at ces we had one last year um, we are at uh cedia is is more for the electronics specialists so the, the professionals we have been there a couple of months ago um, so that's kind of the things that that uh, we are doing. but I think our main push uh, will come via via online uh, because that's an online product. If you go to a to a Best Buy store or you go to a home Depot store, yes, they have something, but our typical product is is bought on in online channels and that's Amazon is is the machine. I have a, I've seen a couple of studies how big Amazon is in this category of products. It's amazing. And I've, I've seen a study from McKinsey uh, asking people, where do you look for smart home products? And they say, of course, in Best Buy and in Home Depot and where do you buy your smart home products on Amazon? Um, so that's uh that's a machine. That's, I mean, and in North America, of course, you know that.
0: Very good. All right. So I think we've covered pretty much everything, <clears throat> everything having to do with the business marketing, growth opportunity, all that stuff. So now that we've kind of covered all that and people have a better picture of, you know, the Shelly Group product suite, all that kind of stuff, you know, I, this is a question I ask everybody on here, but what would you say from the investor perspective that folks still get most confused about when thinking about Shelley Group? Maybe we can answer a few of those uh, frequently asked questions here.
1: Yeah, so um, the, the, if, especially from a Western European point of view, Uh, we are a company with the headquarters in Bulgaria. We have a subsidiary in Germany. Um, So I'm usually in Sofia or in in Munich, uh, but for a Western European investor, German investor, they see us as a Bulgarian company. And then they start saying, "Hmm, is everything correct? What about bribing? What about... Are you accounting in the right way? And then if I say, guys, we have Deloitte as a as a um, auditor. So of course we are accounting right. Um I'm I am i am sure that if we move the the and we we actually discussed that, if we would move just the holding, so the the official headquarters to Germany, our share price would automatically go up by 30-40 percent. Um, and when I discussed this with Western European shareholders and I, I said, guys, are you completely crazy? We, this, so what is, what would this mean? Five people will work in Munich. I mean, today, today 10 people work in Munich. I bring over five more. Uh, and then we are a German company or what? I mean, the, the people stay in, in Sofia because a lot of German companies are outsourcing to Bulgaria because labor is much cheaper. The, the quality of the engineers is really, really good and cheap. So software, hardware engineers, we have... of our people here are working in in development, software and hardware. Everything is done in-house here in Sofia. And of course, I have accounting here. I would not bring accounting to Germany. And people in Germany earn four times as much or cost four times as much. That's completely crazy. But this is like... uh, So a second thing is we are listed in Frankfurt and in Sofia. Uh, And in Frankfurt, there are two different trade places. One is the the old-fashioned Frankfurt Stock Exchange. That's where we are. And the second is Xetra. Xetra is the digital place. And uh, right now, there is not a single Bulgarian company listed on Xetra. So I'm fighting with Frankfurt Stock Exchange to be listed on Xetra because Xetra listing has a lot of advantages. It usually brings the trading volume automatically up. Um, Just to to give you an example what happens at the the, uh, level where we are right now, um, you see only the best offer on the selling and on the buying side, only one, only the best. So if there is someone who wants to sell 50 shares, you see 50 shares are available. And on the other side, you see someone who wants to buy 30 shares. You say, come on, this is not traded. This is nothing. If you want to buy buy shares and you put the order there, there are others behind that want to sell. So the, the, the volume is there. It's just, it's not visible. And that makes a lot of people afraid. And not even putting their demand or their offer on the market, and this will will change with SETRA because you see the the depth of the order book, and that is that's a change. Um, moving to Germany, uh, the, the holding to Germany would have this very positive effect on the uh, on the market cap, has a negative effect on the tax. Uh, in Bulgaria, we pay ten percent taxes. In Germany, we would pay thirty to thirty five, which is a difference. Uh, And still, some German investors say, why don't you go to Germany? We would feel much much better." Um, So that's. But but we are doing a lot of things. We are more transparent. We we started only only one and a half years ago, having quarterly earning calls, going to investors' conferences, being more transparent. Until then, until end of 21, we only published uh, our numbers when we had to. uh, We did. We were not active in the uh, on the market, and that's what we are much more active now. Uh, we we are publishing news and we you know and and all this helps uh, talking and talking to me and show the <laughs> yeah, shows very good effects um, and uh, yeah we'll, we will continue doing that and then if if one day we move to Germany I I cannot say um, it has it has so many negative effects that maybe I would not do it but one small thing as well um, we are a public listed company under Bulgarian law. Which means that's an AD is the official uh, uh, um, abbreviation. Uh, we will change this um, next year uh, because then we can. We are allowed in Europe to move into a structure that's called SE. That's a European public listed company under European law, uh, and that's something that Western European investors understand much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is for us legally no change. It's even easier because we are obliged to to to. Follow much more and stricter rules here than once we are an SE, but as well, this would lead to a better visibility and better acceptance because investors say in SE I understand my rights, uh, in AD I have no idea what this is. So that's kind of the some of the things that are and this in in combination what I said at the very beginning uh, with our numbers. You know, you 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 explain the numbers ninety percent equity ratio. Uh, twenty-five percent EBIT margin, fifty percent growth, enough money to finance growth, and then they say something must be wrong. Come on, right?
0: This and is- they're like, oh, Bulgaria, like Sofia, uh, yeah. like uh, oh, oh, okay, right. like well, exactly. for sure, we'll see. <laughs> So I, all right. I, I see that. I mean, that's from Western, that's, so that's some of the feedback you get from Western European, either current investors or potential investors, you know, not, listen, you're just in Chicago. You're now doing this interview with me, you know, talking to mostly North American investors. I mean, I'm, have the conversations come up about potential cross-listing or doing all that? Cause I'm sure you've gotten a few questions like, hey, do you have an OTC at a minimum listing or something like that?
1: yeah Yes, there is. Uh, I mean, but what, what I see is that it is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, had, it changed already a lot um, because, uh, of course, if someone invests in a company in, in significant amount, I mean, I'm not talking about to buy a hundred shares or a thousand shares. And and we have a couple of, of uh, smaller investors that are investing 500,000, 1 million uh, in the last 12 months. Um, and of course, they want to see you a couple of times. And that's, that's a lot of uh, family offices as well, smaller uh, um, investors. And they want to be sure, and and a couple of them, and especially some of them from Germany or Austria, that I have met now six, six, seven, eight times. That starts to be a real close relation, and they they know that they can call whenever they want. We are still a small company; they can talk to the CEO. I have every week I have two, three calls like this with with potential investors that say, oh, I will check, and we'll let's wait another quarter, so it will come." That is clear, but. I mean, the, 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 the bit strange question, that's what I said about Bulgaria. And uh, and then what is the risk uh, with China? Our production is in China. Uh, what is the risk with China? Uh, so my answer is simple. We have five months of stock here in Sofia. So if something happens, first of all, I'm not dead from one day to another. Second, everyone would have a huge problem because all the spare parts are coming from there. Whatever you buy, car industry would be would have huge issues production wise we have a plan and we can realize that very fast, like two months, uh, to have a factory in Vietnam. Uh, we even have possibilities to produce here in Bulgaria. Not as cheap as in China, but we can produce here. We have uh, access to facilities in Italy that we use for different projects. Uh, very small volume. We have something in, in Poland that we could use. So that's something that we can handle and we, we, we are aware that there's a risk uh, and we 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 have a plan B. Um, yeah. One one more issue is uh, so they they always ask: Are we able to finance our growth without making a capital increase? Yes, we can. So I know that until end of next year, we are absolutely safe with uh, with with our financial planning. And assuming that we will continue being profitable, we will as well be safe beyond. Um, so capital increase is not a not not an option right now. Uh, it would be an option uh, if there is a an opportunity for a very good acquisition. So just as an example, nothing in the in the pipeline. But just as a for thinking, um, if we find a good company in the United States that perfectly fits to us, that has access to the market, um, to the channels that we do not have the right access. That makes a reasonable revenue and has an, a good existing management. I would not buy a problem in the United States, uh, because we have uh, leads to the next challenge. Uh, it's a management capacity issue. If you grow fifty percent, um, we have we have doubled our headcount in the last year. Uh, we will not double the headcount again. So we will we, we we invested a lot in structures. Uh, we will increase headcount like thirty percent. When we if we grow fifty percent in revenue, but onboarding the people, taking care for the people, getting one or two more people in the top management that are able to steer something without asking the CEO all the time, so that's kind of the challenges that we have. Um, but so far uh, we are we are on a good way. Absolutely.
0: And literally, you just you answered most pretty much uh, my next question, which was, you know, in your opinion, what what do you consider uh, downside risks to the business? You know, I mean, just just going from the from some of the what I've seen online and some of the write ups on Shelly Group. Maybe you can address this a little bit, too, is on like product risk as well as technology obsolescence risk. Right. I mean, there's there's always a challenge there, too. Like if somebody comes in and just.
1: Yeah, of of course. I mean, there is. If you look to the to the European um, economy, especially the German economy, is not very strong right now. Now Germany is our biggest country. Um, that's a potential downsize. On the other hand, and as well, war in Ukraine, the high energy prices. This is all this is not very good for the for the uh, consumption climate. On the other hand, the high energy prices uh, drive our our sales because we have very reasonable prices for our products and most of our products are giving you real-time data about your energy consumption so that's the the opposite side uh, so now in in general the the smart home market is expected to grow 20 percent year over year I would say this there there's no good data so if you ask the typical market research companies there is no good data if you <clears throat> ask me now is the market growing 20 percent this year I only can give you my gut feeling no it's not No, it's not. We are growing 50%, 49% in the first nine months versus last year. So we we published a preliminary revenue after um, end of September, after nine months. We are growing 50%. I know from competitors that they are flat. They are not growing at all. So we are grabbing market share. That's a positive thing. On the technology side, um, there is a standard coming that is called Matter. Uh, Matter is is the alliance of Amazon, uh, uh, Samsung, Apple, and a couple of other big ones, Google. Um, <clears throat> and Matter is potentially a risk because Matter is uh, is is kind of aligning all standards. So that's what what is one of our benefits that we work with so much platforms is then is standard. Every product has that. Um, on the other hand, Matter is far away from being more than just inclusion so it's easy to include a meta product in your environment but if you want to do something with it you have to go back to the original app and make your settings and we know from the big players that that i just mentioned that energy consumption energy monitoring will not be possible with matter uh, in the next 3 to 5 years um we have a we have we have a huge number of features that have nothing to do with matter. Like every product is a Wi-Fi repeater. So you put one of these relays in the wall and it's a Wi-Fi repeater. It's as well a Bluetooth gateway. We have uh, plug and play devices that work in Bluetooth, which has an advantage to have a very long battery lifetime. And this, they connect to the existing in your in your uh, home. Uh, I already said that you can change the firmware with a library. Uh, our products will be meta compatible in the next generation, and the old ones will be made backwards compatible. Um, now we have a new chip that has much more. Uh, that's made for us from a Chinese chip manufacturer, but it's tailor made for us. That has that's faster. That has much more capacity, so that much more of our features can fit in the same device. So we will even enlarge the the, the number of features. Um, now I, I talked to Dimitar who was one of the founders and the technical head and he said he asked already Expressive as is the chip manufacturer he asked them uh, for a new chip and they confirmed I mean the new one is just just there and we will double the capacity of the new of the next chip which will be there in a couple of months because Dimitar said the chip is already full with everything we have in the pipeline that feature wise the new chip is already full I need more capacity on the chip uh, given our high quantities of chips that we buy now we have even lower prices for the new chips. So all this is is playing in our favor and that's that's something that is really good. Uh, one, one feature that is important for a lot of people is our products work completely without cloud if you want. So if you say I don't want to have my data in in whoever operates the cloud I don't want that you can operate them locally at home in your in your house in your environment. So That's that's just a couple of of features and one important thing I think as well for US customers is uh, we are a European company. We fulfill the very strict European data protection guidelines. Our cloud is in Frankfurt and in Brussels, so not somewhere in in a strange country, Uh, whereas you buy a lot of cheap Chinese products and the cloud lies in China or in US but has a connection to China. So you, you you share your data with uh, Chinese companies. Okay. I mean, a lot of Europeans don't like that. And that's another benefit for us. Um, so there, there are a lot of things that are in, in favor. And uh, I think there is, there is nothing that I could think about where we do not have a plan B. All
0: right. So you know what? I think, Wolfgang, I think you pretty much answered all my questions. I mean, I, I think I want to close out with... Same question that I close out with everyone on here. And, you know, in in your presentation in Chicago, you gave, uh, you know, your goals or guidance for uh, the next three years, where you have a revenue target by the end of 2026 to be approximately 200 million with a year over year growth of 320% versus 2022.
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly. Over the period.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, e- you know, the EBITDA margin uh, or Tager, uh, at approximately 48.1%. So you want it to get up to approximately 50 million by the end of 2026 with an EBITDA margin of approximately 25%. So these not, are a uh, uh, small
1: mistake, yeah. not, an, not an EBITDA margin. EBIT, so, I'm
0: sorry, EBIT, my apologies. No, I,
1: that's, that's one of EBIT. the, as well, something that is different. I, I would never talk about EBITDA <laughs> because there are so many companies say, oh, we have a great EBITDA, but EBIT is negative. <laughs> uh, so if we stop investing, then we are positively yeah, fine. Okay, great. We are we are in our difference between EBITDA and EBIT is not very big because we are very asset light. We are accounting very conservative, so we are not uh, not activating a lot. Um, so all this is is our balance sheet is really rock solid. Um, and, and without without telling you secrets as well, this year we make whatever we can write off. We write off uh, because we have a very good business.
0: All right, so with these goals in mind, you know, in your opinion, what are some of the inflection points, or what are some of the 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 goalposts that folks can better understand that are like, okay, I guess they're they're on their way to hitting some of these these goals that they're setting for themselves.
1: Yeah, so there is a, I mean, behind these these targets, like uh, we want to do plus two hundred million, and we want to do plus twenty 25- five percent EBIT margin and that means 50 50 million EBIT um and that's an average growth of 40 something percent um of course the internal targets are higher uh, have to um so where should this come from and in the presentation behind this these 200 million uh, i talked about uh how should this happen and one thing is regional expansion now, it, so germany is, is strong but germany is still growing very fast and will continue growing very fast Other countries that I mentioned already, Southern Europe, France, um, are having a nice development, but we can do more, and we are hiring people, local people, to to make that happen. UK, we are at the very beginning. Nordics is good, but as well at the very beginning. So the market potential regional expansion-wise is very big. United States, if we fix the United States, I mean, there is no reason why the U.S. business should not be Maybe not on the same size as Europe for us, but as the same size as Germany. I mean, which is much smaller than the, the huge continent. And um, so that's the regional part. Then we have more products. Uh, we have uh, more plug and play products. It was never our strength. Now plug and play is, is selling really good because we have really good products with this with this uh, uh, smart plug with uh, the window sensors with motion sensors um, that are cheap, solid, Bluetooth, very long battery lifetime. So that's that's all arguments. And we have a huge number of products in the pipeline so that there will be more products coming. We are thinking about going into more into the into, into the um, uh, security market. And um, there are a lot of co- we We bought a company uh, like beginning of this year, very small company on a different standard. That's the Z-Wave standard, Z-Wave. Uh, that's the the oldest smart home standard in the world. There are millions of households out there that use this standard and security companies use that standard a lot. Alarm.com and and others are using this standard. So they can connect and and our our, uh, cloud is very open for them. So they have an API connection. Uh, They can integrate easily the Z-Wave products then into their environment and and sell much more than just uh, security. They can make everything smart. So that's the that's source of revenue, having more products. Then we have this recurring revenue that we just started with the premium app that is adding value. Um, and uh, we have we have a new business model that can be, if this really works, can be a complete game changer for us. That is what we call the module business. So the Shelly solution is on a chip and on a module. And this module is built in our devices. So now we are having the first uh, contacts to companies that want to buy our module and integrate it in their device to make them sm- smart. This can be something for washing machines, coffee makers, um, dishwashers, uh, water heaters, other heating systems, uh, heat pumps, solar panels. We, did, we, we talked about that. So that's, that's a completely new business model for us. Uh, and we have we've hired a person that's coming from the chip business uh, we have the first four contacts to potential uh, trial partners, big ones, um, and you know all this is is uh, delivering at the end for the the two hundred million. And, and what I said as well in Chicago is, I'm sure that not all of the things that I just mentioned will work. So maybe we will completely fail in the United States. Okay, we will still make two hundred. Uh, maybe our premium app will not work. We will not get recurring revenues. Okay. We will still make 200. If nothing works from the things that I just mentioned, then 200 will be tough. Then maybe we'll be only 150, but it's not very likely that nothing is working because we see that things are working. And um, if everything is working, 200 will not be enough. We will, we will make much more. So that's kind of the, the 200 are, I, I feel on the relatively comfortable side.
0: So Wolfgang, I think that's a great place to end it. You know, with that, where can our audience go and find more information about Shelly Group?
1: Yeah, of course, on our product website, shelley.com. And on the product, so you see everything about the products. We have a special website for the United States as well with U.S. products, special products for the U.S. And there is, of course, an investors' relation part of it. Um, that is still, we didn't talk about the renaming. So right now, at this moment, the website is still called Altaco, our, our investors' relation website. Uh, It will be in the next couple of weeks, it will move to Shelly Investors Relation website. Um, It's just because we renamed the company from the old telco world. It was named Alterco to Shelly a couple of months ago. And uh, still the website is in the old design and we are making it completely new. And this will be life in the, in the next couple of days.
0: Come on, get the tech team on it. You're a tech company. Come on, let's get them. Uh, let's get them moving. Here.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, if you go around the the offices, uh, you, know, you see that if people have eyes like this, like <laughs> <everybody> <laughs> looking at the limit. And I kidding. think it's, I think it's much more important that our our consumer website is on the point for Black Friday. That is more important than the other stuff. 100%. Very cool. Well, Wolfgang,
0: thank you so much for joining me. Really do appreciate it. Good luck. Stay safe. And I look forward to our next update. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you.